0: Oh, I just noticed recently uh, eBay has a commercial and in the commercial, they're highlighting reselling shoes. Yeah, I think they the were calling
1: authenticity it authenticity and all of yeah, that.
0: Like, uh, like, like I've heard, like, if you listen to the, uh, I want to say high learning podcast, they've done a couple of commercial where they talked about selling and buying authentic stuff. Cause it goes through their approval process or whatever. So I, on podcast, I heard eBay was, you know, highlighting that they authenticate their products and stuff and i was like okay that's cool but in on on that commercial they talked about it from the standpoint of rolex watches and other fine jewelry and high priced items or whatever however during um christmas you know those for those who's not a fan of the nba which i hardly doubt there's anybody who listens to this that's not a fan of the nba You know Okay, for those few people, Christmas Day is a big day when it comes to NBA basketball. That's You're pretty much going to get some of your best matchups throughout the season on Christmas Day. Well, and it's also you're going to get some of your best commercials, too, because advertisers know eyes are going to be on this screen. And one of the commercials was eBay um, showing how they authenticate, but this time, is shoes. And I thought it was interesting because just the other day, me and you had this conversation about the resale market, and where is it going from here? Because at this point, seeing seeing what goes on with Nike drops and Jordan drops, and now it's recently with Sony drops, where the resale market creates an unnecessary middleman. So you have the consumer and you have the manufacturer, let's just say Sony for the sake of this conversation. Sony produces a product, you the consumer want to acquire the product. Now, you're rarely able to buy directly from Sony unless they have a store somewhere. And I haven't seen many of Sony's stores. So Sony sells it to one of their retailers. That's one middleman. Let's say Best Buy. Right. Target, Walmart. So it's okay to buy from that. Well, me personally, personally, I think it's okay to buy from that one middleman because they agreed to a set price that the manufacturer set. The manufacturer says, hey, look, I'm going to sell you this Sony PlayStation for $350 a unit, but you have to sell it at $600 a unit. Manufacturers, retailer says, okay, no problem. They acquired a product from Sony. They sell it at the, the suggested market uh, retail value that uh, Sony sets and consumer buys it at that price. Everybody's happy. Now, what the resale market does is you have... Retailer, then you have unnecessary middleman who buys it up at that suggested market retail price. And then they mark it up at their own discretion. They can say, hey, for this unit that I paid $600 for, I wanna charge $800, I wanna charge 1,000, 1,200. Now the consumer is stuck saying, hey, I could either wait them out or I'm forced to pay this price depending on how bad I want this product. And the thing is, I understand this. I understand how economics work. It's supply and demand. Now, if the demand were to decrease to the point where you kind of suffocate these guys out, and they see no value in becoming this unnecessary middleman, then cool. But at this point, I don't think that's that's going to happen. So I wonder whether these uh, manufacturers are going to kind of step in and say, "Hey, you guys create an, an unnecessary." Buffer between us and our customers, and then we don't necessarily see a profit off of what you're doing, and we kind of feel like you're hurting our business. So I wonder if they're going to create some type of way where it's like, hey, these products that we put out are going to be resell proof, whereas once it leaves the shelves or or whatever, something, some type of uh, a full some type of safe stop will be put in place to say, okay, this prevents you from selling it to somebody else. I don't know what that may be. I'm just wondering if something like, if somebody's thinking of doing something like that.
1: Ah, I, I just, that seems so hard. Cause a lot of people like, let's use the, well, since we're talking Sony and the PS5, let's use them. For example, a lot of people didn't, a lot of people were gifted PS5s. Like we saw, you know, we saw all the kids excited on Christmas getting their PS5s and shit. A lot of people were gifted PS5s. So, say I buy you, which is never going to happen. I don't care about you that much. I say I buy you a PS5. Never I'm say gonna, never. I, <laughs> we ain't got that type of love, homie. So I buy you a PS5. <laughs> I buy you a PS5. And PS5 is purchasing my name. Now I'm giving it to you. Or say I, I have a PS5 for X amount of time and then I want to give it to my little cousin or whatever. It can't, what are they going to do to stop it from transferring from my information to that information? You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to just, it's hard for them to monitor that. And I think that's going oh, to be an issue. I don't know when they're going to get to that point where, because like you said, demand has to drop the right. demand for we'll use a ps5 for the moment the demand for the ps5 is going nowhere no people want it now can eventually it be so difficult that people just start settling for other shit and give give a chance for other shit to like let's say the xbox to to show playstation like you know playstation heads that hey you know there's other game systems out there and they're doing just as good or maybe it's even better maybe i haven't even given xbox a chance and now i'm like Fuck it, I'm running with the Xbox, Xbox, I could get it and it's and it's running right now. Right. That's when it becomes an issue. And I don't think they've hit that yet. I don't think that's been an issue for Nike, for, for shoes yet, I don't think it has been an issue for Adidas for shoes
0: yet. For the most part, no. I know me personally, I don't go after Jordan Retros like I used to. I go after, now I find myself going after Nike Air Maxes because they're easier, they're still nice quality shoes. And they still go good with a lot of the outfits I wear, and they're accessible. I can I can go out and find Air Maxes, Jordan Retros. I'm not even gonna try to, I'm not even gonna try to bend over backwards to try to get them. I've seen a few, and it's like, oh, those are nice, and it's like, I know the store ain't gonna have them, so I'm not even gonna try to get my hopes up for them.
1: I, I feel you as someone who does go out to Jordan Retros. I I understand your plight.
0: Don't get me wrong, I still like them and I would like to get them. It's just, I don't have the effort in me to go for it.
1: No, I feel you, I feel you. You don't have the, the love for it like that. And I, I get that, I get that. But I don't know, man, I don't know what's really gonna push it. All, all I can say is, I really don't have to worry too much about the resale market at this moment when it comes to the PlayStation, cause we did it, Joe. We did it.
0: (laughs) No, but I'm happy for you, though.
1: I got my PS5. I feel, let me tell you, the relief I felt, I didn't truly feel relieved until I purchased it and I put the seatbelt on it in the car and I sent you that picture. I didn't feel like I had it until I put it right there and I was like, damn, legit. I took the picture and I was like, damn, I got to drive all the way home it's it's the day before it's like the week of christmas let me put this shit in the back seat niggas, niggas somebody right i know i live in Maribor, but nigga might try to get me no nah, but you
0: know, <laughs> niggas is hungry hungry niggas are everywhere
1: hey i put that shit in the back seat on the floor like nah
0: i don't, I need don't nobody blame to you see it. are your back windows tinted yeah my back windows are tinted and i do the same thing with my laptop bag
1: Hey, I I I don't
0: even put it in the back seat I put it in the back floor And if I have like a shirt or something back there I'll put that on top of my laptop back
1: (laughs) Bro, I ain't even chance it I said, hey, I was hungry But the nigga finna go straight home
0: (laughs) Like, I'm
1: going straight home
0: You Straight home, dropped it off And then went to the Wendy's and Came back home I don't blame you I would've did, that's what I would've did
1: Hey, hey, did what I had to do All right, man, let's roll it in Yeah, man Ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, welcome to another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast, episode 2029. I'm your host, Marvin, and the man to the right of me can only be...
0: Frank, let's chop it up.
1: Let's chop it up, man. Last episode of 2020. God damn, when we started this shit, I I, I, I know we, we had plans on it going, but it's crazy that like, yo, we're at the end of the year already
0: did you think we'll get 20 episodes in? And You never honesty. know.
1: You never know when you starting out on something. You don't know if the person's going to lose interest eventually. I don't know if... We didn't know how long COVID was going to... Like, how long this was going to last us. And it's kind of, like, locked us in so that, like, this is kind of our outlet. So who would have known if it had, re- like... Say COVID went away a little bit and we started being out. Would you still have time for this? Would I still have time? Like... There was so much going in, but now it's so a part of my
0: weekly habit. routine.
1: Yeah, my weekly routine that even by Tuesday, if I haven't, if we haven't, if we text about a bunch of dumb shit, but we haven't start texting about what the next episode is, it's like.
0: It's off. It's off. It's all I what feel happened like my a couple of weeks wild. ago. I didn't hear from you until Wednesday and I I hit you up like, yo, everything okay? <laughs>
1: hey, <laughs> hey man, I was under the gun that week. It was a lot no no, I, had, I was too.
0: But it's like you said, it's been part of our routine for the past 20-something weeks. So it's like, hey, like you said, if we don't mention a topic or two to each other by Tuesday, Wednesday, we hitting each other up like, yo, everything straight. What are you thinking?
1: Hey. Exactly. And that's how it was feeling. That's how it's that. And I think that feeling that we've been building, it's like not so much a part of my, my routine. It's like, you know, when you're in the gym. Starting hitting the gym when you're just getting started, and it's like it's a chore, it's a chore, it's a chore until you it becomes repetition. To like when you don't go to the gym, you're like, yo, fuck, man. I feel I feel bad for not being in the gym. Like, I physically feel a little sick that I haven't gone to the gym in a day or two, or whatever it is that's breaking up my normal, my normal routine. So, yeah, that's how it starts to feel. But yeah, man, closing out the year.
0: How was how was Christmas? Christmas was good, man. Christmas was. To say a little different is an understatement. For the past, I don't know. I could, I want to say past over 10 years, like every Christmas we would meet up at my brother's house and that his house became the de de facto meeting spot for the family. And I mean, it'll be his wife's family. It'll be us, all the siblings, the grandparents, we all go to my brother's house and kick it. And it was always Thanksgiving and Christmas at his house. And there's some members of the family that we may text and call each other every now and then. But if it's one thing we always did, we saw each other at my brother's house. Right. Right. And this year we didn't see those. We didn't see each other. So, I mean, we text and said, yo, how's it going? It's weird not seeing you, but you know, we wish each other all the best, but all in all, Christmas was still cool because I spun it with my wife and daughters, um, stayed home, watched TV, watch basketball. I mean, we watched a little bit of word party for my daughter. Then once the heat game at noon kicked off, it was like, all right, sweetie, you're going to have to watch basketball with daddy now. (laughs)
1: Hey, are you raising your kids to believe in Santa? To be honest with you, no. No? Here, let me ask you a question. When you grew up, even though they may have mentioned Santa, did you ever believe Santa bought you those gifts?
0: No, and this is why. Growing up, they always said Santa comes down your chimney. Nigga, we live in South Florida. We never had a chimney. Somebody was lying.
1: I understood. I understand. I was like,
0: how is he getting in my house? We don't have a chimney.
1: My mom, hey, I used, that. Was always my question. My mom used to be like, you know, Santa has magical powers. He could, he could get through, you know, he can. You can get through the windows quietly, but I was like, "Hey, mom!" But we got bars on our windows, though. <laughs> like, like we we live in the hood. We got bars on our windows. You saying you saying a white man could could sneak in here while we all sleep, and I not know? Like that's yeah. dangerous. <laughs> like you know, I'm eight years old. Putting that yeah. together, that don't. Even when I was young, I never. The whole. You can always feel like the whole thing about Santa was kind of like, yeah, y'all y'all flodging a little bit. Like I could tell that's mm-hmm. not really what was going on, but I don't know, man. I don't
0: yeah, know. I, fuck that.
1: I just don't know if I'm a raise, I just don't know if I'm a raise my my kids on, like I'm gonna push Christmas. Cause I think Christmas is an amazing holiday when you focus on yeah. the right things.
0: Right. I agree with you there. I'll push Christmas, but I'm not going to say, I'm going to be the type to say, hey, Santa doesn't exist, but. No, If they were to ask, I say no, it's just a, you know, a fun story or whatever. I don't think I would hang my hat on getting them to believe in Santa and getting them to, like, trying to hold them hostage to behave well or they're going to get cold or again. Eh, eh. Like, I I don't,
1: I don't mind if they believe in it. I'm not, it's not my, I'm not going to go out of my way to break that. You know what I mean? Like if you want to believe in something, I'm gonna let you believe in that. Eventually, as you get older, it'll break. Like at a certain point, you start to notice, ooh, these clothes. I was in the mall with my mom when we got these clothes. We was in JCPenney's together. I tried these jeans on. Like (laughs) eventually you're gonna put it together. But yeah, I I don't know if I'm gonna let my 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 I don't know if I'm gonna push Santa on kids. Like I just Yeah,
0: like when they get old enough to the point where they can ask me for stuff when we in the mall or when it comes time for Christmas and I'm not too sure of what they want, I'm not gonna be asking them, hey, what did you tell Santa to get you? It's, hey, what would you want me to get you for Christmas?
1: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right. But man, we're wrapping up 2020.
0: You know, um the other day, uh, I was going through my notes on that OneNote app, right? And I had, I got like several different notebooks on it. I got one notebook. I got a notebook for each business. I have a notebook for this podcast and I have a notebook for myself personally. So I went back to the, the notebook of myself personally and see, I haven't gone in it in a while. So I was like, let me see what I wrote about. And it just so happened that that while that I didn't go in the, into my notebook was longer than I thought. The last time I made an entry was way at the beginning of the year. It was, you know, my goals for 2020, um, and, and my progress through those goals. And one of the things, and a couple of things that I wanted to do was get back to writing. I used to write a lot of poetry and I haven't written poetry in a while. So I started doing that at the beginning of the year. Um, I wanted to make more of an effort of reading books, um, My goal was to read like two books a month or something like that. The year previous, um, I read some like I think the year previous only read like maybe four to six books throughout the whole year. Um, And then I had other goals of going to the gym three times a week, drinking more water, uh, cutting out sugary drinks like sodas and shit. Um, And a few more other stuff that I was like. I wanted to do and looking back on it, a lot of that I didn't accomplish and I kind of felt bad, but the thing, thing is, I didn't account for COVID happening. So not going to the gym. I can understand not accomplishing that one. Right. The books. For the most part, I stayed on top of the books because I have audible and I spent a lot of time in the car still this year, even with COVID. So I was able to progress through a few books um, I can still, there's still room for improvement though. Um, the sugary drinks, failed that one big time. Still, drink, <laughs> I still drink sugary drinks. Um, water, failed that one. I don't drink, I feel I don't drink enough water. So looking at that and Amen. seeing my shortcomings and uh, seeing where there's room to improve and there's a lot of room to improve. One of the things... I feel about 2020 is I didn't stay on tasks to do the things that I set forth for myself at the beginning of the year. But if I look back at 2020, um, aside from those goals, it's been a very productive year.
1: We're gonna get it. We're we're gonna dive into those specifically. But yeah, as we as we wrap up 2020, I I live my life through a lot of music. Like, music is my first love. So like, when I wrap up 2020, I'm always like looking back. It seems like a really long year because like things that happened prior to COVID, like prior to March 15th, 14, 15th, seems like a whole long time ago. You know it what It does. I mean?
0: It really does.
1: And for me, it's like, yo, I always wrap my year up in like in like the music I was listening to and all of that. So we're gonna music recap. is a
0: great marker of time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to use music to kind of cap off our year a little bit. And let's just talk about. Like, our first category that we want to talk about is our top artists of 2020. And that's based off of performance, presence, influence. It's our, it's how we feel. We're just putting people up in the category who who we would consider to be in that upper echelon that performed well in 2020. So without further ado, Frank, I'm going to let you go first.
0: My top artists for 2020.
1: One of your top, I'm sure you got a few.
0: Oh, few if i had to put one person in the forefront for me it's easily meg DeStallia.
1: i got Meg on my list
0: and the reason the reason she is in the forefront for me for a year where we felt the summer was done nobody could go out nobody could party or have fun she still made a song that banged for the summer um not only that I feel she put out good music. And her being as active as she was online on her Instagram, she still stayed in the fans' eyes. She still remained relevant, so to speak. Um, she still put out quality music, although there were some mixed reviews about her album. She stayed. She stayed in people's mouths. Don't get me wrong. Some of it was for not-so-good reasons. But whenever it was about her music, it was always something commendable or something it was undeniable
1: her talent is undeniable i, I take that.
0: that back there was some disrespect when it came to her music some people felt like you know her song wop was too vulgar or whatever me personally i don't agree with it i thought it was a good song both lyrically production wise only the, if i had to be nitpicky i didn't care too much about the video but then again who cares what i care about um
1: no that's why we're here We're here to care. (laughs) This is us us caring. This is us talking about shit we care about.
0: All in all, I think she had a great year. It just sucks that she couldn't, she could have probably made a lot of money touring and everything. Cause again, she put out a lot of heat, but um, I think she still made the best of this year. So she's my person musically of 2020.
1: If I had to put uh, a couple people up, I'm going to, First person I'm going to put up, I'm going to say Roddy Rich had one hell of a 2020. Like Roddy Rich had songs on the radio, even when I don't listen to the radio, like most people do, whenever I did, that shit was all, his voice was on everything. That man had song on top of song on top of song.
0: I remember like in New Year's last year, and this was a tradition that me and my wife and our friends was planning on starting. still plan to continue this tradition where we kind of spend New Year's, the beginning of the year with each other, it's not necessarily New Year's. Um, and we went up to Orlando, we stayed at our friends Juno and Sharonda's house. And during that weekend, we was there. I think we was playing Pandora something. It was like the hit station was the current hits on radio. And this was the first time hearing the song, The Box. And that song just kept playing and playing. and. From that moment, everywhere we went, the song The Box was playing. So at the beginning of the year, I was like, yo, he's going to kill it this year. If if he's putting out stuff that sounds like this, ain't nobody going to touch this guy. And to your point, I agree with you. He had a very strong year. I think it could have been a lot stronger had COVID not hit, but he had a solid year. Yeah,
1: he had The Box. He had that high fashion song. Off of, off a of DJ Mustard album.
0: He had a hit with a baby earlier to share Rockstar. And that song was everywhere as well. You couldn't have gone two months without hearing a new hit from him, basically. Yeah, he was just churning them out. Speaking of the baby, he would be my number two person of having a solid year. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He was everywhere. Um, and again, what? I want to say he dropped two albums this year. I believe did he? he did. I believe he did. Okay, so he dropped multiple albums this year. Um he had hits on top of hits on top of hits. And uh he was another one. Solid year. Put out dope music, stayed in the fans presence, didn't get into too much trouble, I don't think. He did all right for himself this year.
1: I, I'm a, I'm going to throw another one up there. Um not that he had a, I mean, we lost him this year, Pop Smoke, but like mm. Pop Smoke, Pop Smoke, I don't know if his, I don't know if his his album numbers would have done as well had he not passed away, but but man, like he had a hell of it. Like think about how many, how many girls, how many men and women went and got them Pop Smoke braids. Like them shits was every fucking way. Um, the kids out here doing the little, the little woo, the little woo walk. Like, they doing that shit over in Africa.
0: Quick side note. Drill rap is huge worldwide. The other day, I went down a a, a rabbit hole of music. Dude, there's so much drill rap in Africa. It is crazy. There's a couple of rappers from Guyana. I don't know their names, but I've heard some of their drill rap songs. I don't understand a lick of what they're saying, but it is hard. And... I credit people like Pop Smoke for making that sound worldwide. Yeah,
1: popularize that sound.
0: Um, Only thing I would say to what you said, I believe had he not passed away, his music would have still thrived. I think his album sales would have still been strong. And the reason I say that, prior to Pop Smoke, the last rapper that I feel that gave New York a tough presence or a tough respectable presence was 50 cents prior to Pop Smoke. Um, Bobby's murder was huge, but by, I don't think Bobby Smyrtle was as was big a as Pop. Like he Like he got hot and then got arrested. He didn't really even put out an album. And now, don't get me wrong, Bobby, uh, Bobby Murder had that potential as well, but before something could happen, he went to prison. Pop Smoke, however, Um, I think he had a strong presence and he had a unique sound. He had a unique voice and he had what I would call that it factor where women wanted to be with him and guys wanted to be like him. Mm. Um, I know a lot of the younger generations, name the last New York rapper you know that had a dance. None, none. His music wasn't bad either. Like if you listen to his songs, he was he was a decent rapper. Um, so I would argue that you know he had a lot going for him. He would have been huge, and he has some strong cosigns. Like, if I'm not mistaken, a Fifty Cent was involved with his album. So he was he was gonna have some pretty solid backing. No, moving I'm forward.
1: Not, I'm not knocking that he wouldn't have still had a decent trajectory, but we all know that I think Jada, I think Jada can said it, you know.
0: No, you're going to get sympathy sales <laughs> when you pass. Yeah, yeah. not
1: sympathy sales, but you know, the dead get the most publicity.
0: Right. No, I understand that. I'm just saying, okay, let's say if his albums did a million, had he been alive, maybe 800,000. I don't think would have been far okay. off.
1: Okay. Okay. I'll give you Because that. he had a movement. I just don't know if it was as big. As it was, But I'm like I'm the saying, next, I still yeah, put him up the there. The next
0: biggest rap artist from New York was 6ix9ine, and 6ix9ine was deemed a snitch and taboo and banished. It would have just been him.
1: Okay. I'm going to throw another guy in there. I'm going to say Drake had a pretty decent year, too.
0: I'm going to say Drake for the next topic. I, I wouldn't say Drake had a decent year. However i no, this is the, this is
1: the this is the time to tell me that
0: okay let me let me I explain
1: don't... why i feel drake had a decent year go
0: ahead
1: drake drake put out drake put out dark lane demo tapes which had a couple hits off of it toosie slide was this year people tend to forget that toosie slide was this year because <laughs> of COVID did that come out in january toosie slide came out this year okay my god that's, I
0: told you, Kobe got y'all thinking that this whole... If this you would asked me when did that song came out, I would have probably said, I think that came out 2018. <laughs> Look, see what I'm saying? <laughs> Damn, okay. That was he a big had, one.
1: He had a big one. You know, once you get a good song that popped for, for, for TikTok, your shit going to last a little bit. You know what I mean? Tell me why you feel like Drake Drake didn't have a good year.
0: Because by Drake's standards, he didn't. It's just that simple.
1: Oh, so you saying he didn't have a good year by his standards.
0: A quick analogy. Let's say if I was in the NBA, Frank Lewis Jones, I'm in the NBA. If I scored 12 points, had four rebounds, four assists, you'd have been like, damn, Frank, that was pretty good for you to be in the league. You did all right. If Kobe Bryant were to do that, he had a trash ass game. Same thing for Drake. If he if he has one big hit in that year, I don't care how many times that song streamed, if it was just one hit. Like, Drake man you had a slow year I'm used to hear, seeing Drake have a year where he has maybe six hits off of one album so, I mean and when I say hits I mean strong hits
1: Drake that's had, what I'm used
0: to here's
1: the bad part is Drake had four or five hits this year and you just and that's
0: still yeah. below Drake's standard and thats I think fine. It was a and it's, it's not like, and I'm not saying that that he's falling off I'm saying Drake had a quiet year to set him up for next year. Next year, I expect a huge year from Drake.
1: All right. I'm going to throw a girl group in. I'm going to say Chloe and Halle. Okay. Because some people knew about them, but now they're fucking everywhere. Their song is everywhere. They're performing in every, every award show, even though they're virtual. Them motherfuckers at every fucking award show. They're like... Instead of just being Beyonce's artists, they're their own artists. You're know, like they're their, they're their own thing now.
0: And I and forgive me for not knowing which one is which, but I believe one of them got cast to play Ariel in a live action Little Mermaid movie. Yeah.
1: and they're both on Grownish.
0: Oh, they are. I haven't watched yeah. that show. Blackish is pretty cool, but I haven't watched any of the spinoffs.
1: I haven't either, but I I do plan to eventually watch them. You know what I mean.
0: Yeah, it's not a kidding. bad show.
1: Yeah, nah, Black is uh, a great show. Um, yeah. I'm gonna throw another one out there.
0: Before you do, since we mentioned in groups, I think Griselda um, had a pretty solid year
1: to be the top artist of the year.
0: Dude, Benny the Butcher and Conway touched a lot of a lot of music, and they put out they put out some dope stuff. I know that's not really your like. I don't think you listen to Griselda too much.
1: I got Conway coming up in one of my lists. So okay, okay. Don't know. <laughs> I was
0: about to say I could point out a few Conway songs where you'd be like, okay, you know what, this is pretty solid. And Benny the Butcher's nasty; like the dude is solid. So they
1: Griselda. had a pretty
0: good year. Griselda, Griselda I put Griselda up there, and Westside Gun had a solid year too. All okay. all in all, yeah, they they okay. did good.
1: All right, I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. I think the City Girls need to be need to be considered in this top artist list. And y'all know I ain't no Super City Girls fan, but,
0: bro, what they got good- of Miami are they from?
1: Miami. <laughs> the young, the young Miami. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, I think Charlamagne said it best. He said the city girls talks to every girl's inner hood rat. Like, <laughs> like, I know corporate married women who are out here
0: screaming, <laughs> get these niggas money. Hey, me, think about it. JT got out of jail this year. No, they had a solid year. But I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I think they put out good music too. I've listened to their song, And the thing is, like, I can... I listen to songs and I'm not just high sprung on a content. Even if it's a, a woman rapping about her vagina and how she plays niggas. I'm not going to listen to that content and be turned off by it. I'm still listening for wordplay. I'm still listening for punchlines. I'm still listening... To flow and all that, and they're good. Like I like them. They can put out good music.
1: We got to put them up. Like they had a hot year. They did. They they out there were quotables. You got you got Sasha Obama doing the all the niggas want to fuck JT. (laughs) Like
0: she's doing what
1: now? You ain't see the you ain't see the the TikTok that she did where she's talking about all the niggas want to fuck JT. What Uh, Obama say? What the fuck can he say? She's 19 years old. She could be out here and do shit like that. That she nigga's grown. a
0: father. He can say something till she's 32.
1: He can say something to her, but he can't be chastising her out in the media. I'm sure he's not going to do that. Black people don't do that shit. No way.
0: Shit. You haven't seen T.I.? <laughs> there's
1: a difference why we talked about Obama and <laughs> T.I.
0: <laughs> but you just said niggas going to be doing that. That nigga do that. Good father. Good father. Good fathers. Yeah, man, that nigga be fucking up, bro. Good I bet his daughter hate him sometimes.
1: Nah, but okay. So y'all heard us. Y'all heard who we consider to be some of the top artists of 2020. If y'all have other options, y'all have people y'all want us to consider, feel free to let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. Let us know how you feel. We're going to move on to top albums of the year. All right, so I'm going to go first. I think Big Sean Detroit 2 is a phenomenal album. I think he, I think this is, I'm not saying this is his best body of work. One thing I like about Big Sean is that he always gives off, his music is very honest. You know what I mean? Like I've been a fan of Big Sean since like the mixtapes. So one thing I like about Big Sean is his music is very, very honest. He's talking about, you know, his relationship with Jhene Aikos. He's talking about, you know, him going to therapy now. And I just like, I feel like Big Sean is very relatable. And I feel like he hasn't gotten his his just due as part of that class of people. You know what I mean? Like you got the the Drakes, the the, the Kendricks, the Coles. He's a part of that class, you know. And I feel like he people respect him enough, but they haven't given him his just due just yet. But I feel like Big Sean's Detroit 2 phenomenal album this year.
0: Would You're you right. Not?
1: This year has
0: been a long year. Um, one of the albums that I vibed out to earlier this year, and it just didn't jump to the forefront of my mind because I'm thinking this t- album came out last year, was the J Electronica album, a written testimony.
1: You're muted. You've been muted for a little while now.
0: Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so run back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going back to what you said this year did feel longer than usual. Because one of the albums that dropped this year that I felt came out last year was J-Electronica, A Written Testimony. A lot of people gave them flat because they felt it was a cheat code to come out with an album with Jay-Z, damn that featured on every song. It felt more like a collaboration album than just a J-Electronica album.
1: Eight out of 10 songs. Eight out of 10 songs.
0: Yeah, but I mean, if you can make eight out of 10 songs on your album with the greatest rapper ever, would you not do that? I would. I'm not arguing. It's on my lips. <laughs> I'm not arguing. Because yeah. at least
1: the one thing the Jay Electronica album gave me was brand new Jay-Z content, okay? And I'll, even if Jay Electronica wasn't on any song, and I like some of the, I like Jay Electronica. I, the dude can rap. He's rap oh, yeah, rap. definitely. Like, as, as Frank would call it. He's a rappity rapper. Right. Um, you give me eight, eight Jay-Z verses, bro, I appreciate you. Thank you for your contribution to hip-hop.
0: So Jay Electronica is up there. I don't, it's not an album. It was a three-piece, but I was a big fan of this three-piece. It's from a rapper that I really like, but I haven't heard from in a while, Joey Badass. He came out with a three-piece called The the Light Pack. And it got this. he got three songs, The Light, No Explanation, and Shine. And one of the things I like about Joey Badass, the beats he picked, the samples on them are dope. Like one, like for the, like the song Shine, for example, the sample on that is Everybody Loves the Sunshine by Roy Ayers. And um, I fucking love that song. And the sample on it was clean. Um, his flows on it was clean. So although, again, it was a light peg, it was just three songs. I had those three songs on rotation a lot. So although it's not a whole album, it still gets a mention from me because of how much I liked it.
1: Okay. I'm gonna throw in Division. The album is "Amusing Her Feelings." Division is a is an R&B group signed to OVO. It's a singer and a producer. They have put out some of the best R&B. Like, if you want a good new school, but has an old school. You can tell it's rooted in old school R&B, the way we grew up on the '90s, the Jodices, the the boys to men R&B. That's that's my type of R&B, and he brings that to the new. To the new school, and I love that they—they—they're amazing. That's one of my favorite albums of this year. I'ma also throw in Twenty One Savage and Metro Boomin' Savage Mode 2. Okay. It, it was—it's some—it's some. He has some heat on that. I'm be, I'ma also throw in Nas King's Disease.
0: That was a good one. That was a really good one. You know
1: what? I'm shocked because I know you love to get on Nas because Nas can't pick beats. You think Nas is the worst beat? But in the world. he got with
0: a great producer, <laughs> and you saw what happened. Not only did he get with a great producer, he got with a producer that understood Nas's pockets. Nas has a certain flow, and he has certain pockets that he just completely beats up. That producer understood that and gave him beats where he can he can float in those pockets. So, I mean, you get no complaints out of me. That was a good one.
1: Okay. And I'm also gonna throw, even though I don't think this is like you said, it's not Drake standard Drake, but Drake Dark Lane demo tapes had some heat on it. I like some. I, I I can tell you of most of the albums, maybe with the exception of Big Sean and Division, that Dark Lane demo tapes got a lot of play in my car. Okay, and they full of quotables. It was a lot of Instagram, uh, a lot of Instagram captions are all over that album. I gotta throw Drake in there. All right, on to the next topic. We're gonna talk about the most anticipated albums of 2021. Go ahead, you go first. You name your your first most anticipated album of
0: 2021. Whatever Drake puts up, I don't know what he's gonna title the album, but whatever Drake does is the most anticipated. So Certified Lover Boy is also on my list.
1: That's uh, gonna be the name of it. That's okay. the name of the album. The of one of the most anticipated albums of 2021. I feel like Drake's been slowly priming everybody, you know what I mean? Priming everybody on what what's to come this year. I think everybody was trying to like hold off, trying to see if 2020 was gonna wrap up without, you know, with, with us being back in the world the way we used to be. But I think next year we're going to see a lot of the people who held off this year really start pushing their shit this year. I'm also going to throw J. Cole's The Fall Off album up there as one of my most anticipated albums of 2021.
0: And whatever Kendrick does. I don't know. what he, I know last time he... Uh,
1: literally wrote he down Kendrick okay. unnamed album.
0: <laughs> yeah, because when they talk to... What's his... What's his, the other guy's name in this camp? It's not Top Dog. It's an, I think his name is Punch. He's one of, like, one of the higher-ups in TDE. And they asked him about Kendrick's album. And he was like, hey, Kendrick's working. They asked him when the album's going to come out. Basically, he gave him an industry answer. It's coming out soon. He's working. So whatever Kendrick puts out is going to be highly anticipated. I know I'm looking for it. Kendrick is one of my favorite rappers. So I'm looking forward to whatever he puts out okay i'm with that i
1: i'm gonna also throw oh go ahead Rihanna. <laughs> hey well we were thinking the same thing I'm rihanna, also.
0: <laughs> she's up there but i don't think she's coming out with music everything else for her is taking off so much like i don't think she has time to do the music
1: i, I think rihanna's gonna finally give them the album this this in 2021 i mean I, rihanna churned out like one to two albums every year after she had that really long, she she owed her old uh, record label eight albums and she was churning them bitches out. Y'all, people, any Rihanna fan, the whole Navy, we're getting albums every year on top of year, on top of year, sometimes two albums a year. And to watch her just stop, take a, you can tell she's taking a real mental break and putting her creativity in all these other businesses. And let's take a pause here and thank Rihanna and Savage X Fenty for all that they're doing for the internet and for my Instagram feed. I truly appreciate you. I love that. About two times a month, the entire Savage X ambassadors, the entire group of y'all, y'all whole army come out and y'all drop some lingerie for me all on the Instagram. And as a young single man, I appreciate that. I really do. <laughs> I always make sure I hit you with a double tap. A couple fire emojis, you know. (laughs) let you young ladies know I appreciate y'all.
0: My wife listens, so I can't praise him
1: like that. That's all right. I'll just say that I do send Frank many a Savage X Fenty's in the DM.
0: No, he does not, sweetie. (laughs) There is no Savage X anything in my DMs at all.
1: No, I sent you the pajama sets. The pajama sets.
0: The pajama sets. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you did send that one time. Yeah, long time ago. Long like time in ago. March. Long, long time ago.
1: Uh, yeah, it was before I knew you had got married. Exactly. Though you've been <laughs> together five <for laughs> years. <laughs> no, but no, I think I think Rihanna might finally drop the album this 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 upcoming year.
0: Man, like I said, everything is taking off for that woman. Like if she's still busy with all that kind of stuff, I wouldn't be surprised. But if she did drop that album, though
1: fire you know it's gonna they're gonna go and
0: that shit is going platinum in hours
1: i guarantee it oh yeah the way she's been churning out like just business-wise everything she's done from the like fenty is already like
0: she's queen midas everything she touches turns to gold
1: yeah man and she's already like copyrighted like that name and trademarked it all for for all types of shit merchandise wise like she's gonna be I think we're only seeing the beginning of Rihanna. I think once she like retires from music, she's gonna be making money hand over fist.
0: I think she's doing that now, but I get what you're saying. She's just gonna grow it into an even bigger brand. Yeah. She's already a certified like an official ambassador for her country. Like she's gonna be huge.
1: It's gonna be crazy. Um She's huge
0: now, but I'm saying like Yeah, yeah. That's her, not even a <laughs> she has no ceiling. Like there is no limit for her. I don't I don't
1: disagree at all. Uh next topic. Who do you think is gonna be the top artist of 2021 next year?
0: The top artist of 2021. And I don't want to go with the obvious and say, you know, Rihanna or Drake if they dropped or whatever. Um top. People aside, and when I say top people, that means Kendrick, J. Cole, Drake, Rihanna, Beyonce, <laughs> Jay Z, right? Not including them. If I had to, if I had to pick one person to be the top artist of twenty twenty one, who you think gonna have the hottest year next year? Janae Aiko, maybe. I don't know. The name just came to mind. I think she might have a big year, just out of nowhere. Um, oh no, I think Roddy Rich is going to have a strong year. He just got out. He has a lot of, he has a lot he, he can talk about. A lot of people have been anticipating his release. Um, I think Roddy Rich is going to have a strong year. He doesn't even need to come out with an album. Just a couple of strong Lucys, and you know, be relevant. He'll have a strong year. Roddy Rich was in jail? What you mean Roddy Rich was in jail? He got locked up alongside uh, Bobby. The reason Bobby is still in jail is because Bobby, Bobby didn't cop a plea deal. They offered him a plea deal where he had to, you know, snitch on one of his friends. Bobby didn't do it. Bobby kept his mouth shut. That way, Roddy was able to get out when he did. And Bobby is still in jail. Roddy Rich is out. Roddy Rich got out about a week ago. About a week ago. Are we talking about the same person? Rowdy Rebel.
1: Bro, because I'm sitting here like, what the fuck is Ray talking about? (laughs) I looked it up. I was like, he said it earlier, and I was like, I'ma let that, I'm gonna skip that because I was like, I don't think he knows.
0: Yeah, rewind. Um, the person I think is going to have a big ears is Roddy Rebel um, he recently got out I think he has a lot to talk about not only that um, Joe Budden played a snippet of one song he was working on shit sound hard um, and if it's anything like he and Bobby put out earlier high energy like I guess you, what it was, high-energy drill rap, if you will, is going to bang. So I give it to him. If I had to pick one person right now, he's he's in the forefront of having a big year.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to go the opposite of what you did, and I'm going to say Drake going to be the top artist of the year. <laughs> 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 it's just, I That's know It's easy, Drake, though. In- it, Drake, with his album dropping at the top of the year, Drake is gonna dominate the summer. And if he times it perfectly, the vaccine is gonna start hitting the world at a certain time. The world gonna start slowly opening up. Drake, Drake might be able to hit that, be that first tour. Look at me sounding all hopeful for 2021. Drake gonna have, might be the first tour to really start getting out there and start going. I think it'll be a long time before we're in big concert halls, but I think I think Drake might be part of that. That first rollout of of new music that's gonna be like actually live music performed.
0: I don't know. I got I got Drake up there. I really think if if like I said that would have been easy. I didn't want to go with one of the top.
1: No, I appreciate you. Ever. I appreciate your analysis. <laughs> I really do. I just I, I just feel like Drake is on there. How about how about this? Who do you feel like an artist who's who's hasn't reached it's his 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 goal yet and he's kind of like on the bubble like for me i haven't i literally have not listened to a whole bunch of his stuff but i have heard conway the machine from so many different people like i've heard his name whispered in so many different rooms i've heard i've heard the jay-z cosigns i've heard like 50 cent cosigns i'm like yo what have I been doing that I haven't sat down and listened to this man yet?
0: Have you heard anything from him?
1: I've heard a couple songs and I'm like, okay, I see, I see the vibe. I see where people are, are saying he has potential to really, I, I want to stop and listen to his album. I've seen his album listed on, on some of the top albums, top hip hop albums of the year. So I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. Maybe I'm missing the boat. Cause sometimes that happens. Like you can't hear everything. Right. Maybe I'm missing the boat. Maybe it's time for me to stop and put my ear to the ground and see what's really going on there.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be the biggest guy out of Griselda. And don't get me wrong, Benny the Butcher is dope too, but I mean, Conway is a beast. And, and from hearing him on so many different tracks and hearing him kill beat after beat, the nickname The Machine is well earned. That, that dude's a monster. So um, I'd agree. He's probably the one artist on the bubble that's that maybe twenty twenty one might be his year to become a superstar and be uh, a staple in hip hop conversations across the country. Although I think Griselda did that this year, but maybe more so than more so than this year, we'll hear his name a lot more. Can we? Can we throw Rowdy Rich in that conversation?
1: Try again. Rowdy who?
0: Isn't it Rowdy Rich?
1: I thought it was Rowdy Rebel.
0: No, 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 Rowdy Rich. Because I would still consider him on the bubble. He's not. I mean, although he had a good year, he can be bigger. Oh, definitely,
1: definitely. I I think he's like I put Conway like like his bubble's starting to blow up a little bit. Rowdy Rich, his shit is about to pop. You know what I mean? Like I feel like he, he's out there now. Like that album had hits mm-hmm. on it, right? I, I'm shocked that and come on, the box was like literally fucking played everywhere, and I still can't tell rightfully you, so. And I still can't tell you the lyrics to that to that whole song.
0: I know they say the box several times in the song. I can tell you that.
1: No, most definitely, most definitely. Uh, Bitch, don't wear no shoes in my house. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I saw. Uh, I saw uh,
0: a doormat that had a doormat
1: with that in it. I was like, yo, that's dope (laughs) as fuck. And that's how you know you're making it out here.
0: Right. When you mentioned Conway, it threw me off because Conway is much bigger than the two guys I would like to name. But I think these guys have crazy potential. Crazy, crazy potential. Okay. And one is Akeem Ali. To be honest with you, I don't even know what city this guy is from. But
1: that's not relevant anymore because everybody's sound is so different. Like, you don't, I don't think your region is really what matters too much anymore, man. Not the way the music is today.
0: You're right. You're right. But I still like to know where people are from, though. I, I feel you. It ain't 2000. It ain't early 2000s anymore. Early 2000 rap was dope because every region still had a sound. And... You had can its kind own of,
1: name. Yeah, had, it had
0: their own style. It had their own sound. It was different. Like, you heard a guy from St. Louis. Before you even saw his face, you knew he was from St. Louis. Heard a guy from Texas. And Texas is such a large state with such a diversity. You can tell which part of Texas the guy was from. Whether he was coming out of Dallas, coming out of Houston. You kind of knew that uh, for how he sound. Again, same thing with California. You knew if the grapples was from LA or if he was from the Bay just off of sound. You know what I mean? You don't really get that anymore. You're right. It's, it's uh, now everybody kind of blends into what the happening sound is. This guy, uh, Akeem Ali, don't know where he's from, but his style is unique. He has a song, Kimi Casanova. In this song, he's rapping from like the perspective of a pimp, but his wordplay, and punchlines is smooth and mm. it's.
1: You got to send me that. It sound interesting. Look, being a simple nigga, want to hear pimp shit.
0: <laughs> but dog, it ain't. It ain't no smack a bitch up pimp shit. It's like. It's like play a play a smooth pimp shit. Like okay, n- okay, the nigga's nice, man. I'm gonna send it to you now. Um. What's the next one? The next one is a dude named Moray. M-O-R-R-A-Y. He has a song called Quicksand. If I had to compare him to anybody, he's kind of similar to Rod Wave, where it's like his style kind of sounds like rap singing, kind of. Yeah, so he has a song called Quicksand. I'll send that one to you too. That's a dope song. Um, His flows on that song, crazy. And the beat, uh, I wouldn't say the beat is crazy, but He married the beat very well on that song. With his flow. With his flow. So those two guys are, those are two people that if I name right now, you probably don't know who they are. But if we were to have this conversation next year at the same time, you'd be like, okay, yeah, I remember you mentioned those two guys. That's what I think is going to happen to them. Okay. So they probably might not be as big as a Conway, but we'll know who they are. And that that that's on the bubble.
1: That's like whatever it is, their bubble's about to burst.
0: Right. Like they're about
1: to break through a barrier. All right. So, so give me the best thing that's happening. Give me the best thing that's happened to you 2020 personally, and the best thing that's happened to you 2020, like universally, for like to all of us, what you feel is the best thing that's happened to us 2020.
0: Personally, the best thing that happened was I had my baby girl Faye. Faye, Faye which was the biggest surprise of 2020. Um I didn't think I don't know, at the beginning of the year like I said when I when I looked in my notebook, none of my notes included having another baby, but she came and she's here now and she's a blessing, born happy and healthy. Um so she's my biggest uh biggest blessing this year. And I mean, I had a pretty productive year like this year a lot has happened. Um, this podcast being one of them. Prior to, if you would have asked me in January, hey, would you do a podcast? More than likely, my answer would have been, nah, I don't think I would have did it. Um, And I don't know what switch clicked that made me think that, hey, you could do it. I do remember the switch that clicked that made me approach you and say, hey, maybe this would be something good for the both of us. Like I think we would work well together. Um, but as far as the switch that clicked with me personally that said, hey, you can probably do podcasts, I don't even remember what that was. I just thought that me and you clicked well, and me and you can carry a shirt like this would be, never be something I would do on my own.
1: Same um, here. Same here. Like, I, it's it's on my list of one of the one of the, the best things that's happened in 2020.
0: Yeah, and. Thank you for that. And again, on my list, you're there. You're one of the best things that happen. And, oh, and aside Frank. From, <laughs> don't say that. And aside from this podcast, like me and you've known each other since middle school, about seventh grade, to be exact. Eighth grade. Eighth grade, my bad. We've known each other for a very long time, to say the least. And it's funny because in high school, although we knew each other, we was friends, Um, you had your you had your clique of friends that you was really close to. I had my clique of friends I was really close. There was some overlap, so we still hung out. It was. But we wasn't like, you know how when you name somebody you know, you wouldn't, and they'd be like, okay, which Marvin you talking about? You would never say, oh, Marvin, that'd be with Frank. You would never hear that. You would hear Marvin, that'd be with Darren, or Marvin, that'd be with Chris. Right, right. And if they mention a Frank, which Frank you talking about? They'll say, oh, Frank, that's with Jace, or Frank, that's hanging out with Blonde. Right. That was it. And then we went off to college and we still hung out. We still was cool, but we never spoke yeah, you know, every week or anything like that. We're like closer we now a, than
1: we've ever been.
0: Right. We had the type of friendship that if we spoken to each other four or five times a year, that was a productive year between the two of us. Like, oh, hey. yo, We saw each other a lot that year. <laughs> to go from that to speaking literally like we do this podcast once a week. But we really talk maybe three to four times a week, right? So to go from that to this is crazy, and to, and to realize like, damn, like we really do click, and you, it was a real friendship built here, right? Yeah, yeah, it was like, damn, I didn't had I known we would gel this well. And the thing is, when we did talk, it was never bad conversation; like it was never. always good vibes between us. And um, oh know, to see this friendship grow has been awesome. Yeah,
1: and that's why that's why the the podcast is on my list of like the one of the better things. Cause I there was a friendship here, and it was always there, but just because we were busy and kind of passing like two ships passing that night, you know what I mean? It was yeah. under the surface, and we by doing this and us having that Twitter conversation that really sparked this whole idea helped us dig into that friendship. And I, I'm looking across at a brother, you know what I mean? Like right. it's it would not have gotten here because of, without this podcast. You know what I mean?
0: Definitely, I agree 100%.
1: So it's there for me. So if I wanted, if I was gonna throw out something that happened universally, that's been really good, I'm gonna say Donald Trump is no longer the president.
0: Like- I'm I'm guessing you haven't played that video I sent you. He said the next administration can get you that $2,000 and it just might be his. Something tells me he, <laughs> We laughing, but like you've said time and time again, the 2020 season finale didn't drop yet. It's it's only the 26th. We still got a few more days. Yeah, we got five. We got five, we got five, more, five more hard ones. I mean, man. <laughs> you know what's crazy? There's he, been a terrorist attack in the past week, and there's been Donald Trump saying he might not leave the office in the past week, and they're saying we might not even get the $600 no more because it's been vetoed. A lot has happened this past week that ain't been good, and it could it can get worse. So it,
1: it could get worse. You, don't hang is,
0: your hat on him not leaving.
1: No, I hear you, I hear you. But even look, even as annoying as Mitch McConnell is, he the the Senate Majority Leader has already gone out and congratulated Joe Biden, and has warned all Trump supporting Republicans against denying Joe Biden's election. Like it's, it's not going to look good for him. He's at the point where he's like, yo, it's all right, guys.
0: It's done. It's let's been move done, forward. But yeah.
1: <laughs> but the fact that he did that this week, the fact that it's taken as long is crazy. But the fact that he did that this week, it's like, it's time. We get it. I understand. We lost. It's time to usher in that new movement. That's that's where we are now. So that's why when I that's why when I say it now, I say it with a little bit more vigor.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> I get you. And I agree with you. One thing I do think though, as time gets closer to january 20th and it starts to become more apparent to him that hey you have to leave office i think he's going to air out a lot of dirty laundry because he's going he's i believe he's the type of person that says okay i'm going down there's no way in hell i'm going down alone you guys are coming with me and i think that's going to be his way to drag other people down is to air out their dirty laundry
1: you remember like season finale, you know, we keep calling it the season finale of 2020. You know, like on season finales, it'd be like some crazy cliffhanger and it's going to be to be continued. That's exactly what 2021 is going to be. I I understand that by him not being the president anymore and there's the vaccine coming out and now there's somewhat of a light at the end of the tunnel a little bit that people have a little bit more hope and
0: people Mm -hmm. are always
1: hopeful at the top of the year, but there's a, like, it feels like this is gonna eventually come to an end soon. You know what right. I mean? So I think it's gonna be, a, we're gonna get a lot of the same at first. You know, like when the season when the season premiere comes on for the following season, you're like, damn, I just wanna see what happens. How does this pop off? How do they kind of resolve some of this? I feel like we're gonna get some of that going into 2021, but I think we're gonna end on a, I mean, let me, let me not talk it up. I, I just, I feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Globally, um, universally, I, universally yeah. I personally feel just from what I've seen, um, I think this year a lot of people to really tap into social media and really connect with one another because that's all we had. I've seen, don't get me wrong, you see a lot of negative, but I've seen a whole lot of positive too of people coming together. Um, strangers reaching out to one another, offering advice, offering, you know, with every heartache we saw this year with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and so forth, we've seen a lot of people come together and try to fight, try to spread awareness of what their situations are. And we've seen it more so than we ever had in the past. And I understand all of this was sparked from tragedy, but We've seen, as Black people, we've seen this type of tragedy year in and year out. But this year, it was different. Right. This year, a lot of people came together. And hopefully, they can continue this momentum without the tragedy, but continue the momentum of fighting. And I think that was a bright spot that comes to mind globally. Oh, yeah. And moving on to the next topic, what do you feel was the biggest blow of 2020?
1: I took some blows. I took some blows financially. I took some blows. uh, I think not being able to maneuver the way I used to was a gift and a curse. And I'll I'll go back to that, to the gift portion a little later, Mm -hmm. but as much as I'm an introvert, as I categorize myself as a, an introvert, I am sort of social, you know what I mean? Like, I grew up a class clown, so I do need to get that energy off, too. Right. And not being able to interact, like, I can understand why people have battled with this kind of the isolation that we've all kind of been placed in. Like, I can see how people could battle with that, because, like, there's been days where it's like, damn, like... Man, like I, I miss that interaction of being amongst people and and hearing a group of people laugh off of some shit I said. I'm not yeah. a comedian, but like I miss that, that 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 back and forth that I would get with a group. So I, I, I do miss that 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 vibe. And I, I think I've that emotionally has taken a toll on me a couple times this throughout COVID. Uh and probably another personal, and I mean, it's gonna sound, y'all might think I'm whack for it. Another personal, but it's also universal, to me was the, the loss of Kobe Bryant. Like anyone who knows me, knows me, know like, yo, I, I when it happened, I literally, I was picking my sister up from the airport and my friend was like, I had a friend text me like, hey, is Kobe really dead? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is before like it had officially broke that Kobe was there. it was just like on Twitter, Everyone was talking that Kobe had passed.
0: TMZ pissed me off so much that day, but go ahead, continue.
1: You know what I mean? With all the bullshit they were doing with, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm not even going to get into TMZ. But Fuck that company. <laughs> man. But all, just, I remember coming home, looking at the, turning on CNN, looking at the crash site. And I literally, like, people were calling and checking up on me like I had lost a family member. This is how much people knew Kobe meant to me, you know what I mean? Cause you don't you
0: ain't gotta be blood to be family.
1: Exactly. and and I and think although,
0: he... yes, he was your favorite basketball player, is there there is a relationship there. It may not be a two-way street like with other relationships, but you cared for him as a person, and that shouldn't go unrecognized.
1: It shouldn't because I think um people
0: and I'm not just saying just you because to be honest with you his death affected me too Um I was a fan of his game not to say I was just a fan as you are again this is no this isn't a, your this favorite, isn't a
1: justification it, thing
0: yeah this is your favorite athlete on your favorite team but I respected him I liked watching him play I think he's one of the greatest people ever to touch a basketball not only that um when Kobe played in the league he didn't he didn't show too much in interviews he would show some personality but he didn't show too much he kept that as part of his competitive edge and which is something everybody respected about him how much of a competitor he was however when he retired he showed more and he showed who he more of who he was as a father more of who he was as an athlete how he analyzed the game And everything like that and you saw so much stuff happening for him you saw him with his daughters more you saw him training his daughter Gigi more and turning her into the player that she was growing into into being you saw what he was doing like he won I want to say it was an Oscar for one of the works he's done Um, he had a ESPN show called Detail which I was a fan of where he would break down Yeah, he would break down certain plays. And that was something that I that if you had conversations with me, I would tell you how much I didn't like ESPN because what they they didn't break down the game. Like it just became talking heads just doing barbershop talk at different hour slots. And I hated that.
1: And that's and that to me, that's why like it wasn't just what he did on the court. You know what I mean? Kobe inspired me on a on a level where like you see someone who loves something so much. And he, his drive like that that mamba mentality that people talk like there's a certain drive there's a certain
0: i i i, I can't give it and a it, word that's right something now something you but, can't even apply kobe was someone that you knew he had talent but you you knew he worked harder than yeah, what his talent does. yeah right so even as someone as talented as he is you saw his work ethic. And I, and I believe if I had to boil down mama mentality, that's what it is. It's just having the work ethic to drive yourself to, to be better than you were the day before. And that's what he did. He always strived to be better than what he was the day before. And just off of that alone, it was inspiring to see him up and at it day in and day out to be better, to be better, to be better. And um, it hurt to see him go the way he went. It, it was it was surreal,
1: especially when it comes to basketball players. I'm using them specifically and then we'll wrap that up. All of the great basketball players, all those people who were inspired and all that other stuff, the the Kareem's, the the Bill Russell's, these people are all still alive. You know what I mean? Right, like all of the, all of like if you play the sport, if you love the sport, these people are all still alive. These people are all still out, like they show up at the championships. You know what I mean? We see them. They're so very tangible. So for somebody that recent, for us to lose that, that shit, that was a blow, my nigga. Like that shit hit hard. So, just for me, it was so unexpected. You know what I mean? Just to wake up and and to to hear that that shit just it. it It was a huge blow for me. I I can say, like you said, it was a huge blow for you. What do you feel like? What do you feel like was the lesson you learned from 2020?
0: And Jay Z said this in a song multiple times: "Finish your breakfast." And what I mean by that is, 2020 was a very ambitious year for me. I took on a lot of projects. And for the most part, I felt overwhelmed with a lot of things. I was stressed a lot this year. And I feel that it's okay to be ambitious, but at the same time, finish your breakfast. Finish what's in front of you before you move on to the next meal. And I think I did a very poor job of that. I've taken on a lot and... The thing was, um, it's like whenever I saw an opportunity, it's like, hey, I can do this. And I did it. And it's like, okay, well, now this is on my plate. Now I have to manage it along with this and along with that. And um, that was the biggest lesson. It was like, at some point, I had to look in the mirror and say, look, man, you got to slow the fuck down. You got to get shit under control. So think that was my biggest. And again, it's not a lesson that I wasn't unaware of years prior. It's just now it's really hitting me because it's like, okay, I got all this going on and it's cool that I'm doing all this, but just take care of what's in front of me. I'll be okay, but just take care of what's in front of me.
1: No, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Mine is, is almost in a similar vein. It was, mine was be still. Like sometimes it's okay to be still.
0: Sometimes yeah. it's
1: okay to take stock in what it is that you have and, 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 and build yourself. Like this year we, we started this podcast. I've worked on other ventures that, that are upcoming. Um, I'm working on something at, at my actual job that that could potentially pop off. Um, like the, the, it, I'm not gonna say my year has been as ambitious as you cause you've started, you started two businesses this year. You know what I mean? And I'm super proud to watch my brother do these things. But Thank you. This, oh, no, man. No, man, you deserve it. This year, you did all this while, while ha- having two, a newborn and a toddler, you know what I mean? So like, I give you your props.
0: I appreciate that.
1: But this year really made me take in like just not having certain connections that we would normally have, like taking stock of my family, taking stock, In and pouring into myself. Like this year made a lot of people sit down and and you know, people started businesses this year. You know how much a lot of the new wave of what 2025-26 is gonna be were all seeds that were planted this year. I guarantee it. You know what I mean? There are things that that we're gonna see flourish and really pop off that were planted this year, and you're gonna hear those stories like, hey, during during the quarantines and everything, yo, I I started to grind and we did, I did what I had to do to really get some things going. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's, I think that's that to me, that's the biggest lesson of this year is be still focus on what's in front of you. Like you said, and, 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 and grind it out.
0: You bring up a good topic that I would like to dive into deeper. Maybe we could do that in another podcast, but I think, I think those seeds were planted years prior, but 2020 kinda. With the
1: battery in our backs.
0: Right, because what I think planted those seeds was the shitty workforce that we are forced to go into. When we were in school, they told us, go to college, get a degree, get a good job. That was the life, the life plan. Right. Go to school, go to college, get a degree, get a good job, live happy. And uh, we did that. And then we walked into a workforce where the older generations didn't want to retire, so there was no room for us. And then when we did get in, they paid us well below of what we were taught we were going to get paid. And then on top of that, these companies didn't show, they didn't reward you for being loyal. So that's why you got people that jump from company to company to get those pay raises they wanted. Because if you stayed with that same company, they probably would have gave you a couple thousand, but nothing to make life-changing.
1: No life-changing money.
0: Yeah, no life-changing money. So they they would tell you, hey, look, if you want to make life-changing money, you got to leave your company. Where back in the days, the mentality was, well, stay loyal. When companies figured, okay, if you stay loyal, we could just pay you this and we don't have to worry about you leaving so with our generation, that, that culture changed. And then it changed so much to the point where it's like, even hopping from company to company, I'm still not happy. Where if I were to just go out and do it, yeah, it may be hard, but I have a better shot of earning that lifestyle I want if I were to just take this leap of faith versus staying with this company. And I think all those things combined kind of sparked the level of entrepreneurship we see amongst our peers. And I think 2020 kind of expedited that because a lot of companies downsized. So it's like, look, I have nowhere else to go. So I'm forced to kind of fend for myself. I'm forced to pivot. And that's what we see a lot of. So I 100% agree with you. Um, The trends of 2025 are all seeds that were planted, you know, this year and the years previous only thing I think about now is what would they need? But I won't focus on that in 2021. I still got to finish my <laughs> breakfast. Maybe in 2022, we could revisit that, but something to think about.
1: Hey, I feel you. Finish your breakfast. All right, man. Uh, let's move on to vibes of the week.
0: Was there uh Something else? It was another question we had, right? Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. I know you say 2020 taught you to be still. Um, And I know this is kind of cliche and cheesy. But without going through all of them, like what is your one New Year's resolution where you think if it was one thing you had to implement to help you become a better Marvin in 2021, what would it be?
1: Um, not to sound cliche back, I'm a person who doesn't really believe in New Year's resolutions. Right. Uh, the way I look at my year, um, at the end of the year, I don't look at like, I don't look at it like, oh, I'm gonna do all these things better in the following year. I look and take, and that's something I've been doing the last couple of years where I take stock in, how much further have I moved the ball based on last year? Like where am I now that I that, you know, am I a little further now than I was last year? And I always, that's how I measure my life. You know what I mean? And sometimes you may take a step back one year. Sometimes you may take three, two to three steps forward the following year. You know what I mean? Correct. Um, this year, I feel like I've taken some steps forward. I feel like I have potential to take another jump forward into the following year. Uh, but things I, I, things I say I'll, I'll keep working on, I won't say I have New Year's resolution, but things I, I'll continue to work on. I'm going to stay disciplined this year there were moments where I feel like we, we, we have gone hard this year, but there were moments in there where I wavered. I know I did. Like, like things were just getting to me and I was just like, Hey, if it's in front of me right now, I just can't even like, I'm like, move, get the fuck out of the way. I'm not even gonna look at this shit right now. Like I, I gotta stay disciplined. If I want to accomplish some of the things I have, the goals I have set for 2021, the, the YouTube channel and all the other stuff that I have, you know, I've already planted seeds in this year then I have to remain disciplined.
0: Discipline, that is a good one. I'm not going to steal it, though, although I do wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, My thing is getting organized. I think if I get organized, everything else will fall in place. Um, A lot of times it gets overwhelming to see how much is in front of me and not knowing where to start. And sometimes that leaves me in a standstill, just staring at what I have to do. And it's like, you don't know which way to go first. And um, I think if I do a better job of understanding what comes first, what's important, what can be put off, and just taking a moment to breathe and just tackle what's in front of me and knocking it out one by one, I'll be okay. I'll have a, a strong year and everything, whether... It's, you know, financially, personally, anything. If I just take a moment to take everything, to take stock of everything that's in front of me, everything that needs to be done, whether I'm writing it down physically or maximizing an app in my phone to help me organize this stuff. Just taking proper stock of what needs to be done, when it needs to be done, and And allocating the proper time to doing it, Um, I think if I focus on just developing the positive habit of being organized, other things will fall into place.
1: I like that. I'm with that. That that's that's man. Organization is super important. It keeps you from being overwhelmed, man. Right. Because once once like you don't you don't have a, a step by step like an order of what it is that you're trying to do. Sometimes you could just get. Like it's like a wave of shit'll just wash up on you, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, how did I how did I get here? And that feeling right there causes so much frustration in the middle of a work day
0: and anxiety.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. All right, man. I like that. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh all right, bro. What do you consider to be this is the final vibe of the week for the year? What you got for me? For your new vibe of the week?
0: Like I said, I really like that song. Keep Me Casanova by Akeem Ali. That's, that's your- my vibe. That is it. That song that's fire to me. Please check it out.
1: Okay. Okay. I like that. Um, Mine is going to be options. It's Earth Gang and and Wale. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a good vibe. I, I fucks with it heavy. I fucks with it heavy. Um, it just, you know, as you typically would think it would be. Nigga said, I got options. <laughs> like, I, I love you. <laughs> but I got options out here. It's millions of people watching me, but I got options. Uh, what's your classic vibe of the week? You might like this one. Okay.
0: My classic vibe of the week comes from the Drake Take Care album.
1: Okay. Because you feel like I'm just a big Drake fan. Go ahead. Do, do I feel or do I know? I mean, I like Drake. <laughs> I like Drake. I'll take Cole over Drake, but I like Drake.
0: And the song is Hell Yeah Fucking Right. That song is hard. Um, it came on the other day and I forgot how much I like that song. I was like, you know what? That's going to be my old school vibe of the week. Okay.
1: Okay. Mine, mine is Green Light" by John Legend and Andre 3000. That's a dope song. I caught myself some point this week, you know, like randomly, there's so many lyrics that are just instilled in the back of your brain that you don't even really know is like there. And randomly, I would just caught myself rapping the the Dre verse, like in the middle, like all for like two or three days, I just caught myself just going and going. And I was like, you know what? I gotta stop and listen to it. And I have been listening to that
0: shit what bars from the verse were you rapping?
1: Oh, it was the, it was the, what kind of girl do you think that they are? The kind that you meet at a bar? Like, that. I don't know why. It was those <laughs> two lines that kept, like, staring in my head.
0: Man, Trey is a beast, bro. I'm
1: just style freeing, freestyling, which I seldom do. Like, I just, it's just something about his <laughs> phone. Uh, I just, it was just stuck in my head all week, man. A
0: bit, I'm taking you like I've been in jail for two
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, man.
0: Uh yeah, so this is probably gonna be the last episode of 2020. I just want to say to the people who listen, thank you so much. You are you guys are much appreciated. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I have fun every week coming and kicking it with my brother Marvin, but it's it means a lot knowing that people listen to us speak and actually take time out of their busy days to share it with us. Um, For the friends who know us personally, thank you. We love you. To the people who don't know us, to the people on my side that don't know Marvin from a can of paint that take time to listen to him talk to me, thank you. We appreciate you and vice versa. To the people in Marvin's life who don't know me from a can of paint, thank you. I appreciate you. We love you guys and I don't know, man. You, we appreciate all that you do when you just take a moment and listen to us.
1: Hey, I, you could I couldn't have said it better, man. Uh, I just the fact that people, when I see the numbers, uh, how many people are stopping and listening to us every week, even in those who interact with us on however you interact with us, whether you sending me text messages or, or on Twitter or on Instagram or like me and Frank share those. Like sometimes Frank can send me like a screenshot or uh, something somebody said, you know, just something they thought I said was funny. And I'll send something like, oh, somebody might disagree with something I said, or somebody might disagree with something Frank said. And we just exchanged like that interaction is fun, man. We we totally enjoy it. I love the the love that we do get from it. And even when you guys, you know, hit me with the, the criticisms of the things that you, want us to do better by all means like please send those like we're we're all down to to learn and grow we're growing like literally this is episode 29 we we've been we've gotten this has helped me get through the year so not only do i thank frank i thank y'all for doing it because i'm not gonna lie to y'all had the numbers had only been like five people at first it might it might have hurt we might not have kept going (laughs) (laughs) hey but i appreciate y'all man And you know, since Frank wanted to write some poetry, I'm gonna just write him a quick one. A, uh, Roses Are Red, God is on the Samurai Professional side. And in 2021,
0: 2021, we will be where the money money resides.
1: resides. (laughs) Where the money resides, where the money resides.
0: (laughs) I pray that brother took that saying and trademarked it. He better. man. If I was him, I would try to have that printed up everywhere. It's like, dude, you hit gold with that.
1: (laughs) He probably thought he was just going to sell some cars, but he better sell some T-shirts, some shit
0: Anything with with a money reserve. He better do it before 50 cent buy it.
1: Hey, you know he will. (laughs) (laughs) So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, this has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Marvin, and the man who's always on the ride of me can only be
0: Frank. You can email us at the samurai professionals podcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at the samurai pros. Hit us up with any question, comments, or even topic suggestions. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at I Can Only Be Frank. And where can they find you, Marvin?
1: You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at Marvin X Adams.
0: This has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast. Peace.
1: Peace.